Awakened Conscious Conversations podcast to help you grow and discover who you are, to develop a deeper, more complete side of yourself via conscious talks, self-love, meditation, and by interviewing some of the most inspiring guests on the planet. shamanichealings.earth for more information. Hello everybody, I'm your host, the Gentle Yoga Warrior, and we are now in season nine. Not only that, it is also our second year birthday. We have reached the infancy of two years of age. That's an absolutely fantastic. It's been so much fun to kind of share some of the most inspirational guests on the planet and to hear their stories and how they can in turn help inspire you, inspire everyone on how to kind of get through sometimes difficult situations, but then kind of transform them into something good. And many of my guests have unique stories, but they all kind of come back to the same kind of thing of learning to grow. And season nine is all about inspiration and life lessons. And today is episode four. And I'm really excited as we have got an amazing person on the, on the call today. Joining us very shortly is a lady called Zara M. And Zara survived the 1970s killing fields in Cambodia under the regime of the Khmer Rouge. And what a difficult time that was. And I just can't wait to hear from Zara and how she managed to turn her life around and yeah, and so go beyond survival and transform. So that's what we're going to learn how to do today. Sara will be joining us very shortly and stay tuned. So I'm all set. I've got my headphones on. I've got my Yeti done. I've got my cup of green tea. I've done a sound check. Yeah, so we're all good to go. So everybody, Zara is now on the line and I'm super excited to speak to her today. In her own words, Zara describes her mission is to inspire, motivate, and encourage people to have hope, resilience, and a positive perspective in their life. So without further ado, joining us from Clearwater, Florida, please welcome today, Zara M. So Zara, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to speak to us. And I'm so enjoying your book. It's absolutely fantastic. And what an amazing person you are. I can't wait to do this interview. Um, So welcome, Zara. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my honor. We're going to talk a bit about about your life because it's absolutely fantastic, but also obviously very dangerous and um, terrifying story that you had to ordeal. Um, but I would like to, to go talk today because we want to go beyond survival and transform our life. And I thought, who better to talk to us than yourself for having survived the death camps in the killing fields in Cambodia? So for those of, 
people who are not so knowledgeable because sometimes schools can be a bit selective on the history that they teach and um like I, I was very young when this happened and I do remember um a bit but it was a very it was a very long time ago so would you please enlighten our listeners on, on what actually happened yes I it's uh it's my pleasure I will start um from very beginning briefly um I grew up in the countryside of Cambodia it's a small village my family are farmers so I was surrounded by nature, but my parents believe in higher education. So they encouraged me to stay in school and keep uh, doing well and going on. So when I get an opportunity to attend college, I grab that opportunity. So I register for college and college is far away from home. That means I need to leave my hometown, leave my family behind and attend college. When I was in college, um, during this the time of the year that we celebrate New Year, it's April 1975, everything was shut down because of the holiday. And then the communist Khmer Rouge took over our country during that time. As we just celebrate our New Year, they came in. They came in with madness, with with resentment and anger. So they they want to continue to shut down the whole country. So nothing was open. That means the school, the marketplace, the transportation and everything was completely shut down. That means there's nothing going on and I cannot go back home. I was stuck. I was stuck, separated from my family. And not only that, they evacuate, evacuate people, all the people that live in the city, they don't want anybody to live in the city. So they push us to leave everything that we ever have. So we walk away, walk away from the city. So, um, to make the long story short, I end up in a camp. This work camp is really intense. They push us to work extremely hard in a very harsh condition. Uh, we work in the sun, in the heat all day long for like 16 hours a day. And they give us very little food to eat and only a few hours of sleep every night. We work seven days a week. There's no time to rest. So very quickly, many of us get sick. Within, within the first couple months, we were very sick. I was very sick with high fever, malaria, type 4, and a few others. So a lot of us got very sick. Wow, that's I, I just can't comprehend how difficult that must have, must have been for you. Like because just one of those illnesses, and but also when you when we're really stressed as well, that makes our immune system plays habit of our immune system. So having that kind of like 
fear and um and being kind of controlled like that it and it was unexpected wasn't it when they just came and kind of took over the what made you keep going within all that because you must have felt kind of like giving up sometimes surely or did you just feel really strong I was not ill I was thinking you know it shouldn't be this way all the time I think it will be better I don't know when but it could be better so I just keep holding keep holding on um my my goal is to keep myself survive i just want to survive so i will have a chance to go back home to find my family so my mind my thinking is about my family back home i want to go back i want to be there with them so i can help out i i was the first born in my family so i'm more like a a leader <laughs> in my in my uh, sibling uh, you know i'm i'm the oldest girl in the family mm. you sound oh, absolutely amazing and uh, as i was reading i'm just backtracking a bit but i but as i was reading about your mother she she was a very strong lady as well um a world trailblazer and the fact she was good at negotiations and kind of business and sounded a very strong um loving person um and I just wonder if you kind of there's a there's a lot of that in you as well to kind of keep going and um and, and to get through all this but um so Pol Potts it was the leader of this communist regime that came and just took over took over everything to help me understand a bit better what was he just didn't like people he just wanted to control people or why was he making you work in all these camps not understand so I would look to understand a bit more hello dear listeners and I'm asking for your help now please help us to continue making great content for listeners everywhere So we've been doing the show now for three years and we need help to build it so that we can help even more people. A little bit of inspiration goes a long way and you just you just don't know how a episode may inspire someone to make some positive changes for their life. Why do I need your help? Well, you can now sponsor the show for as little as $3 a month and you can cancel it at any time. If you just go to the show notes, you will see a link there on how to sponsor the show or go to shamanichealings.earth and look at the page that says sponsor the show and you can find more details there. Yeah, um, he he and his group, his organization, uh, are communists, and they don't like the previous government, which the previous government is not communist. So they didn't like the old system, and they want to get rid of anybody that had worked in the old system, like any uh, official. Um, any rank, high-ranking official will be eliminated. They they kill them. Yeah. And also any people that have high ed- education, they they want to eliminate them also because they believe that they want to build a new country with a new way, new new set of mindset. They want to eliminate the corruption. They believe that the previous government was very corrupted. So they want to, to, to rebuild from the ground up with clean, 
clean people without corruption. That's the original intent. But as they took over the country, they they use people, they punish people because they come with madness, they with anger. When you when you do anything with anger, you you don't do a good job. You you, yeah. you do it. You, it, it, it's not good. There's nothing come out good out of the anger. Yeah. So that's what happened. Awful. Absolutely awful. I did read a little bit backstory on Paul Potts and he, he, um, um, he wasn't very academic. He tried a lot of things and he wasn't very academic. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he felt threatened by that as well. I completely agree with, with you, Zara. Nothing comes from building something from hate or anger. It's, um, it, the only way we can be effective is if we go for a place of love. So what happened next? So what happened next? What, what, what was the next part of your journey on this? The next thing is that I got too sick. Uh, when, when I start to get sick, I keep pushing myself to go to work. And they push us to go to work. They don't want anybody to, 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 to lay back in the camp. They want us to go out and work in the field. So I keep pushing all the way until, until one day I can't do it anymore. I, I was become I was very weak and very sick. And and they want people that are very sick that cannot work to go to a hospital. They said, Oh, there's a hospital, you need to go there. So when I got to that hospital, I realized. This is not a normal hospital. There is nothing, there is nothing to help us to get better. It, it's a place where very sick people stay there until they die. Oh, so it's more like a hospice. That's awful. Gosh. So it just sounds like it just kept getting worse and worse, like the situation and uh, yeah, wow. So when when I realized that if I stay in this so-called hospital, if I keep staying here, I will die because there's nothing to help me to get better. And also I will get more disease from other people. Mm. So I was looking for my way out. But where can I go? If I go back to the work, work camp, I cannot work. If I stay, I will die. And if I run away, I have no strength. I have no energy to, to run away. I will get caught and I will get killed. Mm-hmm. Gosh, there wasn't very many options there for you. No, there's no, no good option. So as I was trying to look for my way to survive, um, I was thinking about my experience. My memory brought me back to when I was young, around seven years old, I remember a story that my mom was reading. It's in the book. The, the book talk about this story that, that um, somebody was so, so, uh, what is that, greedy. And he grabbed the children and the wife from another man want to use them as their slave and they beat them up and when God saw that there was God God saw what happened 
He sent the angel to come to rescue the children and the woman from this bad person. And that glimpse of story gave me an idea. I said, there is God. There is God. He exists. So I was so young at that time, but I already make up my mind. I said, there is God. So now that my life is, is in danger, and I'm looking for my way to survive. I remember that, that story. I remember that God. I didn't know anything, anything else, except I know that he exists. So I start to pray, pray and ask him to help me. So I pray every night, every night. I want to make sure that nobody see me because if they see me, they will take me away. And then one day I haven't like God give me an energy to feel like, oh, I can walk out from here. So I sneak out from very early in the morning. I sneak out, escape from that place. And then on my way back to the work camp, there was one young team leader. She was so kind. She saw me and she feels so sympathy for me. And she took me in her group and she said, you know, I'll, I'll have you find something to do. But she realized I'm still too sick. So she, the next day she said, I talked to the kitchen people and they said they can use you. Brilliant. So it, yeah. I think God answered my prayer. That's what I was thinking. You know, and answer my prayer. He put me in the kitchen where I can work in the shade mm. and I have more access to food and I work less hours and I have more time to rest. So gradually, gradually, I feel better. So I stayed there for several months until I rebuild my, my health, recover my health. I feel better, look better, but you know they they didn't let me stay there forever. They pulled me out, they pulled me out from there and throw me back into the right sphere. Oh no. That's awful. Wow. Yeah, so what was the hardest thing for you in the camps? What was the most uh, like I know it sounds a bit of a silly question because it sounds like it was all hard, like <laughs> but what 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 was the what thing that felt the worst and then what became the the one thing the glimmer of hope outside that yeah for me it's the sickness the sickness the malnutrition the starvation it's 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 killing us uh the 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 sickness it just made me extremely sick at one point i almost died some of my friends warned me not to take a nap during the day because they know many other people that took a nap, they did not have enough energy to wake up. Mm. They are extremely weak. So I was at that point. If I took a nap, I probably didn't wake up. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so so the harder thing, the the illness, mm. starvation, mm. and and 
also the separation from my family. Because you were only 21, so that to me is still quite young and and to be apart from them. And it, and it was probably like the first, when you went to college, it was probably the first time you had been apart from them as well. So it wasn't that you were well practiced with being apart from them. And it must have been very, and also not knowing what was happening with them as well, because I guess it's a time before people had mobile phones or and ways of kind of contacting each other. So kind of the unknown. You did survive. You you turned your life around and became a great source of inspiration. Now I I want I don't want to share too much of our listeners listeners because I want I would like you to to have, read um, Zara's book and find out the rest of the story there from from her wonderful book. But Zara, so you you turned your life around. How did you go beyond the survival and transform your life? Yeah, it's um, it take it take me a long time. It had been forty years, more than forty years now. And what I realized when I arrived in United States, I received a lot of help from people, um, from the stranger, from the local church organization and churches that have the new arrival, the new refugee that came to the United States to start our life over. And I start to observe how kind they are. They, they never know me before. And that was the first observation. And also after the time go on, as I heal from my painful experience, I realized that, you know, i learned a lot. I learned how did I keep myself alive. I learned that it was my mindset. It was my positive outlook. It was my hope that I never give up hope. That was my love for my family. I have built a strong love relationship with my mom and my brothers. So there's so many many good life lessons that I should not keep to myself. I want to share. I want to share because when people know this, if they adapt into their own life, they will be stronger. They will be able to, to, to be courageous just like I did. And they become confident, become loving, kind all we want in this world listening to you you just you just emanate this love and and kindness and I I can imagine that people that come into contact you can't help but feel inspired by by yourself so um Zora your book the how I survived the killing feels and um it's your true story of 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 your life before and what happened and I haven't got that far yes in it much as much as I wished to before this interview but also kind of what must have happened afterwards um tell us a bit about this um did you are you I'm so pleased I've got a copy (laughs) Yes, the, the book I wrote seven years ago, the same, the same intention 
that I want to help people. It's not about me. It's not about my journey, but it's about how I did it. About what 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 was the good step that I moved that people can learn from. So that's what I want to show people. And then at the end of my story, it's when I arrived in the United States and I was able to bring my whole family to over out of danger and a second time a reunion uh. in United States. So the, the first reunion was in Cambodia and then I had to escape out of the country. And then I brought them over and we had a second reunion. It was, it was amazing that at the end of the day, when you know that your family is safe, healthy and together and loving one another, that made my day. That that's I believe everybody would want that because love and, and family relationship that keep us healthy, keep us uh, living longer mm-hmm. in harmony. So I feel like, you know, I did the best I can to give to give safety to my family. And, and also I talk about some of the, the lesson that people can start practicing at the end of the book, you know, some of the... That's going to be very, very helpful to people because we, we can go, we can get stuck in the survival mode, can't we? And, 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 and not able to move on, on that. And obviously yours is a very compelling um story and but there's there's different elements and different ways that people have to survive in different ways some people don't have a loving family there's all different kind of or some people oh there's all number of different ways so I I think that's that's really valuable Zara to have kind of exercises that can help people I know that you 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 help people, don't you? Uh, apart from your book, you've also have some services that you you can offer people as well. Would you mind speaking about them today, Zara? Yes, of course. Um, I now a speaker, an inspirational speaker. That means I I want to inspire people to sparkle their their their, their passion, so that they can have have their purpose in life and have make plan to achieve that purpose, and also to get rid of bitterness, resentment, and anger. You know, the negative thought, negative feeling that we hold on in our in, in our body, it will eat us apart eat us apart because we don't want any negativity to stay in our body. We want to nurture our body with positive thought, positive thinking, positive feeling like love and kindness and compassion. Those are the positive things that we want to bring into our life 
so that we can share with other people. And another important thing is that we have to forgive. You know, it. You know how hard that is to forgive those people. Ah, who, that's who brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But Instead of focusing on the pain, you focus on on love. Forgive them. Yeah. Otherwise, wow. Because that that's a, that's a lot to forgive. So you know, what, people would understand if, if you forgive, hadn't forgiven that. But it I sounds like you kind of use the love of your family to kind of move move past such a atrocity and um. Yeah, as I was reading, I've got to be honest, I was getting yeah. angry, just thinking, how can they treat people like this? And 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 like understanding a bit more from yourself as well. It's just, I don't know, how could they think that was going to build a better, less corrupt country by starving people and kind of torturing people, killing people? It was a very dangerous kind of blind spot for them to have and I just think you're absolutely remarkable to kind of to to have come through all that so if, if I'm a listener now and I would like to work with you in some way or um, to learn from you what is the best way that I could do that Yeah, we can think of a way to um, to collaborate. I love to collaborate. We can we can do some events like workshop or conference. I love to do conference. Now that now that we have this platform, online platform, the 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 globe is getting smaller. We're getting closer. Yeah, beautiful. We can Absolutely do true. together. <laughs> you know, it's just because if we have the all the same that we mindset, can or rather kind of tap into our love and learn to from to bring experiences to bring and share for share people, our knowledge and that inspiration together, right? with others. I think love is what changes the world. Have you got a top tip that our listeners could do now if they how to kind of forgive? Yes, um, I love to talk about that. We can start by feeling grateful. Gather, being being grateful is a very positive thing. We we have to focus on what we have, not what we don't have. So, for example, when they they push me out from the city. I left everything behind. If I re- if I keep thinking about all my beautiful clothes, all my beautiful shoes, all everything, I would never recover this way. But I forgot all about that. It's not that important. The important I have to feel. I feel grateful that I'm still alive. I'm grateful that they did not beat me up every day, although I got sick and so on, but they didn't punish me. <laughs> so there's so many ways that you can look for goodness. We can find goodness in every situation. 
even though how how bad situation I was, I still find some goodness in it. That that was absolute faith that you had because there wasn't anything showing that your situation was going to change, but there was something inside of you um, from your faith and your your connection um, with your religion that kind of was like it kind of helped you through it all and inspired you and hence I guess why you're still in helping people today and um if your website is zara m.com is that correct yeah sarah m it's s-a-r-a-i-m.com brilliant and that's and so listeners you can pick up Zara's amazing book from her website and I just like to say I'm in the UK and it arrived very quickly so um it was absolutely fantastic and well worth uh, well worth a read and I'm I I was reading it so much that my partner was I was holding a fence while he was trying to do an adjustment on the fence and I was like reading the book in one hand because (laughs) you asked me for some tip one more tip that people can do right now is building relationship with people around. Like when I was in the camp, I have I built a sisterhood. That means I built friendship among the people that that was in the same situation. We support each other. So right now, when people are going through hard time, just reach out, reach out to help to support each other. That's very important. Social connection is very important it's very important to have that connection with people like some people may not see anyone all day so I think a kind smile a hello to you know to someone that you pass in the street because you never know you might have been the only person that they've seen that day it's such an honor to have this connection with you as well today Zara and I, I just I'm look forward to watching watching what you're doing you have such a light in in your face you're you're just such a kind face yeah, you can see that this wonderful glow um, from your being. And it's, it's it's just a joy to speak to you and to connect with you today. And this is probably one of the most honourable um, conversations that I've, I've had with, with someone before. And I'm, I'm so proud to have interviewed you and, and to have your book. But is there anything else you'd like to say before I, I let you get back to your wonderful day? <laughs> Yes, I would like to invite the audience, the, the listener, to reach out to me because um, you, you can schedule an appointment with me for a free discovery call to see if anything I can help you. So if you are going through some challenging time and would like to get some tips, some support, just reach out to me on my, my calendar on my website. Brilliant. So they can just go on your in, onto your website and on your calendar and just schedule a discovery call. And yes, yes, there is one tab. It talk about my public speaking, and they can invite me. And also, there is some events that's going on. There, they can follow me where when I speak. So the amazing, inspiring Zara M joining us today from the USA Uh, it's been an absolute joy do stay tuned listeners as always we do a meditation together as inspired by today's show but Zara thank you so much and um, love and light to you and you are an amazing person so thank you for this grace of speaking to you today and thank you for having me Jane as promised here is your meditation 
inspired by today's show. Top tips for the meditation is either sit nice and cross-legged on the floor with a nice straight back. Always nice to sit on a block or a cushion. Or if that's not available for you, you sit in a chair with the back nice and straight. The important thing is you're not slouching. And if you're doing something that requires you concentration, all you need to do is just pause this and you can reconvene the meditation at a time that is good for you. If you're doing the meditation, let's begin. So I thought today's meditation would be about courage. And courage is not to have the absence of fear. That's one thing people can often get mixed up with. To have courage is to kind of have this faith, this knowing, this willingness to kind of go on even when one is frightened. So let's take some slow, calm, deep breaths in and out through the nostrils. As you inhale, can you feel as if the abdomen expands? As you exhale, can you feel as if the abdomen comes in? Inhalation, exhalation, calming the breath right down. As you inhale, as you exhale. So perhaps there's something that you wish to thrive in within your life, but fear has cast a hefty obstacle upon your path. So in your imagination, imagine you're walking through this kind of um, dirt track, a country lane. So there's fields either side of you. And in many senses, it's quite an easy walk because you kind of have an idea of where you're headed and what direction you want to go in. Yet, as you turn each corner, you can't see the next corner. And perhaps within your being, you start to feel a bit fearful. What could be around that corner? What could be lurking there? And in the past, perhaps you didn't go any further out of fear that there wasn't actually any real danger there, but it was just a kind of fear that kept you stuck to the spot. So I invite you in your imagination to take one step at a time. So as you walk along the road, you're taking one gentle step at a time as you inhale. As you exhale, you're allowing the body to flow. Remember, greatness was not achieved at once. Having the courage to put one foot in front of the other. Of course, it is not about being reckless, but at the same time, it's about having applied wisdom. So perhaps you don't know exactly what's around the corner. It's okay to gingerly turn each corner and have your awareness of what is unfolding. But the key is to be present. So in your imagination, as you make your way along this road, can you, can you allow yourself to be present? But what if I don't like my present life? I hear some of you say, or I imagine rather some of you say. Well, take inspiration from today's talk. Think of the things that you do like about it. It doesn't have to be vast things. Maybe there's quite a lot going on in your life which you're not so 
happy about, but can you think of some things that make you happy? It can be the scent of the coffee in the morning, the smiles of a loved one, whatever it is that kind of invokes a sense of well-being, even in the face of adversity. Can you keep going? So as you turn this next corner, all is well. You're walking along, you're in your flow. And then perhaps as you turn the next corner, there's an obstacle. But don't let that take you off your flow. Just say you turn the next corner and then it was blocked by a tree. Why instead of giving up, think of a way that you can get around that, maybe over it, in your imagination this is, under it, through it. There's always a solution to every problem. And if it's completely blocked, maybe that's not the way you're meant to go. Maybe you take the turning the other way. Equally, don't just flee from your path because you think it's easier to not do it if that's what your heart's desire. So it's all about balance. So I want you to picture in your mind's eye now where you would like to go, where would you like to be in that flow, and just remember the feeling that invokes inside. And thank you, dear one, for listening today, for being so wonderfully alive. So listen to this meditation as often as you need. Allow yourself to be free. Allow yourself to be in the flow and allow yourself to let go. So thank you for listening, dear one. I hope this helps you today. If you want to, you can journal away. You can sit a bit more quieter for a bit longer if that is what you need. Just allow yourself to be beautiful simply by being and allowing yourself to be free. So I'm the Gentle Your Warrior. Thank you for listening. If you'd like a personalised meditation for your specific problem, please go to our website where we can offer amazing recorded meditations in a style that's right for you. So over and out from me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you so much, dear listeners, for taking the time to listen and support our show today. And if you want any more information on what we have to offer, check out shamanichealings.earth for more information.